Welcome to EduBlether, a podcast discussing the issues in Scottish education. In this episode, we bring you an interview with Blair Minchin, who is a wonderful blogger, who's very prolific on Twitter. He's just an all-round excellent person to have a blether with, and it's a wonderful interview, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. Remember, you can also follow us on Twitter at EduBlether and read our blog at edublether.wordpress.com. So what have you been up to since we last spoke, Chase? Well, it's been a busy time, hasn't it? We've had uh, the holidays, we've had the end of term, we've had the start of term, we've had the January blues. We have, we're midway through January now. <laughs> we, what else have we had? Um, we've had an election since our election well, special. Let's, let's not discuss the election. No, no, we're not talking about the election, but we did have an election special. Um, no, things for me, my professional learning is really kind of focusing in on um, some online modules at the moment. So I'm really enjoying that, learning a wee bit more about uh, different things to do with into headship that I need to complete before mm. I meet the standard for headship. So I've got a few um, online modules to complete in the next couple of weeks and I'm really enjoying it so I'm going to hijack this conversation by saying that the applications for into headship have just come out and I want to know, should I, should I apply for into headship? Would you recommend it to somebody else? James? I think it's probably been one of the most... Um, enjoyable but also thought-provoking and it's had the biggest impact on my practice and how I think about things. Um, I've really really enjoyed it. I've met so many interesting people, people who are very similar to me but also people who have challenged my thinking and I love that discussion and I love um, creating new networks of people Mm -hmm. and now I have we have a WhatsApp group that has about 20 people in it and it sometimes needs to be muted <laughs> because that network is so active so that, vibrant, yeah. that we're just sharing stuff all the time but also we're able to call upon one another for support and uh, working together in different projects. So that's really quite fantastic. I really enjoy that. But also the academic side of things and you'll hear a bit of that in Blair's interview the ability and the time to actually focus in on research is so important and really do you get the space and time to think about that and that's what the Interheadship Programme will allow you to do and when you're at uni. That's that's what I would be excited about. I think the Professional Learning Network is something that I'd be really keen to develop and to grow. Mm. I think that would be wonderful. For me, it's that, that to go back to the theoretical approaches to things mm-hmm. and actually just reframe some of my thinking about things would be really interesting to have this space ring fenced mm-hmm. to be able to actually do that so I think you're clearly an advocate for for the for the program totally agree and and ultimately I mean let's this isn't just about being given a professional learning opportunity this is about looking at a gap that we don't have enough head teachers coming forward. So if you want to be a head teacher, I think this will really prepare you and get you thinking about some of the key things you need to think about. Because um, ultimately it's about recruiting head teachers of, of the future. I, over the holidays, what have I been doing? I did a lot of professional reading actually. Good um, job, on what kind of things? Yeah, just things that I've been really interested about and not had the time to read. So mm-hmm. speaking about time to be able to engage and, and 
critical research and thinking about just teaching and pedagogy it's been really interesting because it is something i'm really passionate about um i, I read the um rosenstein's principles and actions which is it's a really sort of hot topic right now i suppose and mm-hmm. it goes through 10 principles of practice of what makes really good practice mm-hmm. thoroughly recommend that um also read a book called um uh, powerful teaching which is all about mm. um cognitive science and a cognitive so the theory science. of learning exactly yeah and um, memory and recall. memory and how it works from a neurological perspective mm, fascinating fascinating and actually changing a lot of my thoughts about education and things that I would uh, I would say are entrenched ideas and entrenched beliefs that I had that really made me sit up and think and, and challenge them. So we've invited uh, the authors of Powerful Teaching onto the show and they've they've accepted on Twitter. So stay tuned for a for an interview uh, with the authors of that book. That would just be delightful. Look forward to that. And it's now time for our main feature where we interview Blair Minchin, who is a primary school teacher in Edinburgh and is prolific on Twitter, um, creates vlogs and is also contributing towards the discussion in education through the homework website. He's also written a book about pupil choice um, and he's recently started up the hashtag champion a child and we talked to him about this and some other issues and things that he's working on at the moment and I think you'll really really enjoy this interview we certainly loved interviewing Blair and we could have talked for ages with him about everything in in teaching um, and education it's clear his passion for his job um, but at times his job probably goes beyond that and um, he's had to rein it back in a wee bit in terms of just making things manageable and make sure that Twitter doesn't take over his life. But you will love this interview um, and it'd be great to hear what you think about it on Twitter. So welcome to Edge of Weather, Blair. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I wonder if you could just start by talking to us about your vlogs. Um, what first drew you to doing blogs? Why was that the, the medium that you chose to express your thoughts and feelings about teaching? Yeah, um, you know what? I, I know how it started. It was, um, I was speaking to someone on Twitter and I was quite new, you know, when you like, when you first get Twitter, you don't really understand what it is. So yeah. you come off it for a couple of months and then come back on again. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'll, I'll really give this a bash. So it, someone was, I got into, a, not a heated debate, a nice debate about maths. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about different addition strategies. And I like sent a picture of what I meant and they just didn't get it. And I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll try and make a wee video to explain what I've done here. And I just, I, I don't know, I just put the first one up and suddenly overnight I had like, a thousand followers and quite a few people commenting on it and i thought oh well that's good <laughs> um and i've never really been you know i honestly i don't really keep tabs of followers and stuff like that it's it's for me it's all about sharing practice yeah um, i love it and so um yeah i almost feel like 
<laughs> I almost feel like a duty now. Like I've done weekly videos for so long, I'm like, <laughs> right, I need to keep doing them. So, <laughs> but it's great because actually it's so good for me because I, I keep thinking, how can I adapt my practice? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do I not know a lot about? So I'll do some reading on it, and then I'll try it out with the class <laughs> as well. And I, I'll say to the kids as well, do you think do you think that was a good lesson? And sometimes they're like, no, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no worries, that's fine, that's okay. <laughs> and I think that's what comes across is the real authenticity around kind of what you're trying, that you're really looking to just share, do you know? And I think that is so important. And that's a lesson I think more and more people, um, you know, take away people's egos and take away people's, um, worry about what people say about their practice. I think you're clearly breaking down those barriers that we face all the time. I would say, um, and I, I, no, I would, I'd agree. I think, um, I, I, I don't, you know, Twitter is a Twitter is a funny place. Um, I, I, but I don't uh, chastise anybody who wouldn't want to share their practice in a similar no, no. way because putting your putting your face and your voice on camera <laughs> you know, as well. Um, it's, it's a big thing to do, you know, and then I have had, you know, flack at times for it as well. So people don't want the hassle of that. Like, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a, a good way to go. You know, um, I thought about doing kind of YouTube videos and longer ones, but who's got the time for that, you know? But mm-hmm. a, a two-minute video, that's the max you got. That's enough time to condensely, um, succinctly say, you know, what, what you want and get an idea across. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is there a favourite one that sticks out for you that you think, actually, do you know what, that's my gold standard of video? that I'm trying to meet every time. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I have, um, I, I did this poem about behaviour and zero tolerance. Yeah. And that, that caught on really well. Yeah, I've seen but that one. It's again, cute. I got so much, so much, <laughs> so much support, but also at the same time, so much hate for it that like, it's not the one I've pinned to my profile. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's there, it's there in fact. And I am, I am, proud of that because it's it's everything i stood for and everything i believed in and still do yeah and uh, whilst you know uh, yeah i knew i knew doing it would open myself up into quite a bit of abuse but um that's that's what it's about standing up for standing up for what we believe in and standing up for the kids absolutely and it's strong in your back catalogue and hopefully we see it up there again pinned to the top of your twitter profile just to bring it back to remind people i guess um, uh, when somebody pokes me a wee bit <laughs> and I guess like people will be wondering do you know how does he do it every single week he's putting up um, Twitter are you glued um, to Twitter all the time by putting these videos up how do you manage and fit it into what you're doing um, you know this is going to sound really sad I actually time myself these days because it did actually or just before the summer, just before I came off it, you're right, it was my life. And I actually, I wasn't, again, like it's it's not likes and retweets and that, but I was addicted to the comments, Yeah. you know, and I found myself um, kind of trying to respond to everything, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, I actually, I was shattered. Mm-hmm. And it was, lover, and it was my girlfriend who said, listen, do you think it's your Twitter, maybe? <laughs> and I said, no, no, maybe. Actually, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it is. So I really am uh, careful uh, with it now. And I, I am in the position now where my girlfriend can now and again just give me a look. And I'm like, right. And the phone goes in the kitchen and it's out the way. <laughs> and I come yeah. back. I'm like, right, I'm present and stuff. Yeah. And again, I have a kind of rule that um, I, I have a quick, like, 
five minute look just before bed just to see if anybody's you know asked the question no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to you know respond um, and then put it away again so kind of on um, top of it i guess yeah. yeah but it's not taken over completely yeah it, it is hard though i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's it, you know social media is designed to be addictive isn't it and it is as well um but yeah um, i i just i don't know i have this thing as well if someone asks me for something i'll i'll do it you know so i get lots of messages saying can you send me that and i'm like yeah no worries <laughs> and, and, and honestly i'm happy to do it but i think at times i'm, I'm getting to the point now where yeah i am you know there's there's quite a few people following me and not just on not just on twitter on facebook on instagram and all that as well yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, I, I'm missing things but I don't feel guilty about it anymore I try mm. to get to as many as I can <laughs> yeah and I think that's fair I think you need to give yourself a break as well and if people yeah. did want to do something similar to what you're doing how would you do it like what advice would you give them what tech do you need like you know because people will look at it they're really kind of smart slick videos and um, you've clearly put a lot of planning in place to them what, what advice would you give people if they were hoping to kind of um, share in the same way you have. Uh, I, I don't think I'm endorsing anybody because it's an it's an Apple app. Uh, I would use clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it comes on the iPhones and iPads as standard these days. Um, it's it's so easy to use that you just uh, you click and hold and it records and as soon as you take your thumb off it stops. Okay. So it's not like an iMovie where you'd film a load of things or, or any other movie editing software where you film it and then you have to drag and drop and, and trim and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's done so quickly and you can drop like all the wee titles and things into it. Um, and it's got that speech to text technology mm-hmm. in it as well. So, you know, you can actually put the words underneath when... So the thing is, though, it doesn't like doesn't like my accent very much. <laughs> <laughs> every, you know, every time I say nine... It puts in nine as in the German nine, like N. Oh, right. Wow. Translation. That's impressive, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, just little things like that. But, um, no, I honestly, I would, there are, I've learned so much from people on Twitter and Instagram. And there's so much knowledge out there. I would warmly welcome other people making similar videos. I think it'd be excellent. Yeah, good stuff. Do you use filmmaking, moving image stuff with with the children in your class? Yeah, loads, loads. Um, I, you know, it's, they all want to be YouTubers these days, don't they? Mm. Still, um, although I guess actually, I say that since the summer now it's like TikTokers. TikTokers, that's TikTokers. it. <laughs> TikTokers. Um, so yeah, so they're all doing all these movie editing things, and and I got TikTok just before Christmas because all my kids were like oh you need to go on it and that and then it's like before Christmas you know end of term and that and mum was like can we just show you this video and I was like yeah go for it and uh, yeah and then I was like oh this is quite funny and just looking through their phone going yeah this is great so <laughs> I realised that all the kids had TikTok and then it was great I was like so you got it what do you post on it and that and it's all these like because um, it used to be musically eh, and, and you would it sing singing yeah. sing over things mm-hmm. um, but now it was like you know uh, like movie uh, dialogue and things and the kids act it out and they're really good yeah um, so i've done a, i've done a lesson recently where i got just acapellas and um just you know um, famous movie lights from like disney movies and stuff but didn't throw it on the board we played it on loop and i was like right you have to act it out and lip sync it to it, <laughs> it really, the kids loved it I so love we that. do that but yeah filming i try to do something with filming at least once a week with them whether it be stop motion or then just presenting their learning on the iPad. Um, one of my favourite things to do 
from an extension is sometimes you know if the kids do the task and uh, whatever it be and you know you, you, you'll give them a wee bit but oh right okay could you try it why don't you try it using this strategy or oh could you could you design a question about that or something mm. they do that there's no point in giving them more and more i feel so no. i'm like do you want to go and explain our learning on an ipad and then we'll upload it to our twitter page and it, the kids love doing it and it yeah it works really really good and then it saves me as well rather than getting everything saying to the parents this is what we were doing i can just say here's the kids telling you what we did <laughs> so, yeah yeah and i think do you know it's funny you clearly care so much about pupil voice and pupil choice and giving them ownership and agency within the classroom. And I think it's anyone from sort of watching what you're doing on Twitter and reading what you post, it's not just empty words. Like you you clearly live and breathe that. Can you talk to us about your philosophy there and, and that sort of pedagogical approach and what, 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 you, what that means to you? Definitely. Um, there, is, there is a lot of academic research behind it. Um, and it was something that was advocated to me uh, at Edinburgh when I was studying um, years ago now. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, so I I kind of, I, I thank people like um, Nick Hood and Andy Hancock and that. I'm sure they won't mind getting mentioned. <laughs> who are amazing lecturers there and always champions people's voice as well and said it has to be kids leading their learning. Um, and it's not just an add-on or not like, you know, um, you can't do a people voice lesson. You know, it's got to mm-hmm. be, it's got to be your classroom dynamic. And, and I fully bought into it. But I think the best way to sum it up is from a, a Dairy Girls. <laughs> Good <laughs> cultural reference. Yeah. Like, there, it'd be that day you can pick. It's a way of life. And I generally think that about pupil voice. I think it has to encompass everything in your classroom. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about them. Yeah, it's about them being proactive and, and having as much... As much a, power over their learning as possible like if they've got an idea even for a club or something it shouldn't be that you know they have to write a letter to the head teacher and then we have to wait for it to go through three levels of management yeah. and you know all that sort of stuff like it should be like right can we make that happen yeah let's go for it let's mm-hmm. try you make totally we'll start right it's up cool let's get some people and let's go for it mm-hmm. uh, that, that's yeah kind of my philosophy i guess so and i think that's it and i, I guess a final thing is yeah sorry on you go <laughs> No, you're grand. I'd rather hear from you. Go for it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, think, I think as well, it, kind of, it, it picks on their curiosity, though, more than anything. It, it peaks on that. You know, um, uh, oh, I know he's a bit of a... Uh, uh, oh, uh, some people love him, some people hate him. Sir Ken Robinson, eh? But I, he said, hey, um, oh, what was it? If you, if you like the fuse of curiosity within a child, most likely they'll go on and learn for themselves. And then having... Having ingrained into my practice for a few years now, I, I can I actually truly stand by that. I think if if it's coming from them, if they want to do a lesson, if they want to lead the class, if they want to go and find out something, goodness me, they will go above and beyond something that I set for them. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's so, a it's a really interesting take, isn't it? Because there is. I think sometimes there maybe is a misconception about what it actually means. And it's not just about free reign and sort of here's the keys to the building sort of thing. It's actually you as a skilled practitioner are able to understand and be that sort of conduit between the curriculum and between planned curricular experiences, as well as understanding them as individuals. And that clearly happens in your class. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's got to be didactic. Like you've got to... um, you know, if, if a pupil, I had one pupil come to me and uh, say, uh, Mr. Minchin, I think uh, we should learn about Fife next term. <laughs> and I said, 
oh, why should we learn about Fife? And he went, because uh, my uncle lives there. And I said, right. And rather than like shoot him down, I thought, <laughs> I did bite my tongue a little bit. And I thought, right. I said, you know what? I would be up for learning about Fife. I don't know too much about it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but maybe we need to like re- refine that or something. So if you come up with like a set of questions and maybe some set topics we could look at, yeah, we'll look at Fife. And you know what he did? And so I was like, all oh, right, now I have to do this. So, <laughs> but I said, right, okay, we're going we're gonna to learn about Fife. And we compared and contrasted Fife to Edinburgh. And so that's, you know, me taking the curriculum and looking at the E's and O's and about comparing different uh, places in Scotland. I think that's in one of the social studies ones. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and saying, right, so that's taking his idea, that's putting it together and then, it, you know, it, putting it to, out to the kids and again, giving them a lot of choice in how the activity is actually carried out. So I think I think that's what it is. It, you're right. It's not about just saying, "Yeah, you you want, you want to play murder ball." <laughs> <laughs> I do now. <laughs> but, yeah, well, no, I'd love to. <laughs> that's brilliant, and I mean, obviously, you're you're. We've touched on this before. You're such a passionate educator, and you you clearly are committed to it as a vocation rather than just a clock in, clock out. You even wrote a book on this very subject about. <laughs> Uh, people agency, people voice. Can you can you talk to us about that? <laughs> tell tell us a bit about the book and what um, your process was there. Yeah. Um, oh, I was bored in the summer. No. <laughs> I I had yeah. I'm a, I, you know what? I went looking for a book about people voice and I couldn't find one. Um, which was I found one about powering up children. Hmm. I feel awful now i forgot who has written that uh, he's a wonderful practitioner down in england um and that was kind of about that but <clears throat> it was more um, it was more about what the teacher could do to mm. influence pupils mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of you no know, ideas and stuff um not not exactly what i had in mind so i th- well there's a wee gap um so yeah so i wrote a book and then I wrote it and thought, goodness me, no one's going to want to buy this. So I, I ordered lots of copies and then just gave them away and then put it, on, <laughs> put it online for free and was like, help yourself, go for it. Um, but it was a great thing for me, though, just to get all my thoughts down. And it's almost like something, it genuinely is something I go back to. Even before this, I went and had a quick read of the first two pages again, just to remind myself of, you know, exactly what I said, because it's much more... Uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, see, this is it. I'm rambling now, eh? That's much more precise <laughs> and concise and, and, and powerful and what I was able to write out. So, um, yeah, that was that was why. Um, I think I'm in. I think I'm lucky though. I'm in quite a. You know, I'm. A, yeah, I'm. I'm 31. I have a fantastic girlfriend. I don't have. My parents are healthy. You know, I. I don't have kids. Nothing like that. So I. I am aware that I'm. You know, I have more time than others. Um, so maybe yeah that's why and you're using it very well Blair thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Blair I guess I think it, just, to, just to build on that you know what I am I'm a massive fan of um, there's this motivational speaker called Eric Thomas and and I really liked him and then he started like charging like £800 for a seminar and stuff and I was like that's ridiculous so I stopped <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's got to make a living but anyway he had this um, uh, saying I can't remember it exactly but it was something like are you able to make the most of the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's kind of how I see teaching, you know, like um, it's my passion. It's what I want to do. I changed career to do it, you know, but um, life, you know, 
is unexpected. I've, I've experienced that with family myself. You know, things can just get thrown at you. Um, and so, you know, I don't know when something might be thrown at me. And so if it does, I won't be able to look back and say, well, I did as much as I could in the time that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my philosophy. So, yeah. Definitely. And Blair, kind of building on that, what what is your, what are you curious about? What is your kind of next thing that you want to find out more about or, you know, that might inspire you to, to do a vlog or write a book, dare I say? Like something, what is that kind of next thing? <laughs> yeah, um... Do you know what I was? Oh, was at the start of term, and we were at CPD, and we were talking about. It was great, actually. I work in a fantastic school with fantastic staff, and uh, very lucky. And uh, we were just having a, a week. wasn't It was like one of the breakout bits. And um, talking about balancing, you know, um, academia against well-being, mm-hmm. we kind of came to the decision that you know well-being has to take priority over a- academia. It's just mm-hmm. got to. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about Maslow's order of needs and all these sorts of things. But um, yeah, I think maybe it's something that I think Scotland does really, really well. Um, you know, we, we do. We have a wonderful health and wellbeing curriculum. Um, you know, we've got our new LGBT curriculum coming out, um, our new resources, whatever. Is it RSHP? RHSP? Yeah. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a great resource. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're in such a lucky position here, and um, yeah, I, I think that's something I want to do more, especially with my videos. About I feel I do a lot of maths and a lot of literacy stuff, mm-hmm. and quite a bit of like PE, outdoor learning. But uh, yeah, I think that's something you're keen that, to explore. A you know, bit especially more, yeah. when I ask teachers in England, yeah, teachers in England ask about that and say, "How are you able to get this in?" And, and things so uh, maybe, yeah maybe that's what I'm going to start to look at this year I said oh, to cool. that sounds good <laughs> look forward to seeing more of that in development in the future yeah definitely and I suppose yeah. another big thing that you're, you've just started fairly recently is the, the champion a child hashtag I think that's just such a, a great idea and a, just so simple so elegant but just such a lovely idea and a lovely way to focus on positive messages so can tell us a bit about what is champion a child and what inspired you to do that yeah um so yeah we have we just have a basic like star of the week at school mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of i, I took that a wee bit further because it's fantastic it is great and it's lovely that you know they stand up in assembly and things but some of the kids feel it's a bit of a a given, you know, at some point in the term, it'll be my week. Yeah, <laughs> last week of term so is I'm always the worst, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I decided just in the classroom, just on the whiteboard, to uh, uh, put up, um, an, um, what is it, good, oh, a good practice graffiti wall, that's it. And whenever another pupil spots one of their peers doing something great or at the end of the and thinks they've worked really hard or achieved the target or that, they go right up their name and, and say, you know, why they're on that wall. And it's mm-hmm. lovely. And I put up a few as well. Um, and it's just really good. And, and the kids respond to it so well. And uh, I had one girl who's just a, a, an absolute star. And um, yeah, I didn't even notice. I thought I gave her loads of praise and all that, you know, all the time and stuff. Uh, anyway, but she came over to me at, uh, on the Friday and said, "Just, I just wanted to say thank you so much for putting my name up on the wall and I said well yeah I said you're a, you're an amazing pupil like you always work really hard and that she was like my my name hasn't been up there for like a month and I was like has it not <laughs> <laughs> I just felt that some kids you know we we just go missing them don't we mm. um, 
And so it's just, you know, yeah, the kids aren't on the Twitter. The kids aren't going to see it. But I thought it was a nice way for just even myself, but for others to really focus on that, to take the time every week to actually say, right, let's look at the class. Who's, you know, the quiet ones maybe who are doing everything right, who, but, you know, maybe aren't like the, the stars and, you know, aren't the, the ones who have lots of opportunity for growth and sometimes make that growth. That's <laughs> going to say challenge, but that's mm-hmm. not the right word. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, to celebrate those pupils. Uh, and so that was the thought behind it as well. Um, and it seems to have gone down quite well. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, fantastic but... idea and certainly be using that uh, tomorrow um, for the first time. I think. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so loved Great. hearing about that. Indeed. Um, Magic. I wonder, so this is maybe uh, uh, seeing behind the curtain here and recognising that we're not actually hard-hitting journalists. And the, <laughs> the, the flow of this interview is about to take a kind of sudden <laughs> sudden plummet into negativity. No, I'm only kidding. One of, one of the things, Blair, that I really admire about you, inspired by you, you have this this ability to have a really strong opinion on something and to stand really stand up for what you believe in and I just think it's fantastic and like the video that you mentioned before about uh, behavior and your approach to behavior and understanding about communication and trauma and I just thought it was brilliant and you unashamedly put it up there saying look this is me this is what I stand up for your article that you wrote for Tess about uh, having politics as a teacher and actually having to stand up for that (laughs) brilliant and I think sometimes obviously and and actually you're talking there about the differences between Scotland and England a a lot of teachers in Scotland I'm, I'm guessing are standing up for exactly the things that you are believing in and talking about However, <laughs> there, are, there are some people that are, are, are not your biggest fan, Blair. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about a, a poll that you ran recently that, that m- might have involved. However, in general terms, in general terms, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Like, it must be really difficult for you to, to, to be faced with such negativity when you're clearly such a positive person yourself. Can you talk us a, a little bit about your thinking with all that? Yeah, um... Uh, what can I say I've always I think I was I I was very lucky growing up I I hope my parents don't mind me saying this I'm sure they won't Uh, so my mum was a social worker uh, and my dad was a prison officer Um, and I think that kind of mindset they never really talked much about their jobs Uh, my dad especially didn't until uh, until recently actually (laughs) Mm. (laughs) he's retired now Um, yeah, they never really talk much about it, but I was always taught, you know, that everybody's opinion matters. You've got to listen to everybody, uh, and I'm really grateful to them for instilling that within me. Um, and, yeah, and, and you know, it, you always have to maintain respect as well, because as soon as you, like, I don't know, become really sarcastic or, you know, uh, or, or offensive, you know, you, you've lost. You, you're not going to get that person back on side. And I think we live in such polarised times at the moment as well. You know, everything's very black and white that, yeah, try... I, I think when it comes to debate, you've got to keep searching for a middle ground. Um, you know, it's the only way you're going to ever try and get people to even listen to your opinion at times if they're very deeply entrenched in their own. Um, and so, yeah, so my view's always been to, to take a lot of things on the chin, not to take things too seriously, 
and um, to to always remain respectful. Um, yeah, that polar run ran <laughs> recently. Yeah, that uh, that attracted the attention of one <laughs> um, very one vocal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, what can I say? You know, uh, the haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it any better than that, can you? That's I, it. No, definitely. I, I've got a few people, you know, mobile phone use uh, and technology use is something that comes up a lot on Twitter. And uh, I actually, I think it's really good uh, to listen. And isolation, isolation booths as well, you know, mm. band booths, the conferences mm-hmm. coming up down in South Bay. And so I, it, it's really important though for me to, to listen to these, especially secondary teachers. I'm like, I don't teach in high school. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear their experiences. Yeah, I might look at it all and then come to my own conclusion. But, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I would never like, you know, tell people that what they're doing is, is wholly wrong. I would maybe just encourage them to rethink. <laughs> that sounds so snobby, I know. <laughs> not at all. I, not at all. I just think it's brilliant and I would never, just never shy away from that. I think you've, you've, you've came out of this with a lot of your dignity still intact, which is great. So I, I say good on you and well done. Keep, keep up the good fight. I didn't get, I didn't tickets to a Stormzy show though I'm very, I know I was I was waiting for him to <laughs> to come in him or Boris I thought one of them was going to come in on it but no <laughs> oh well <laughs> I've had uh, there was there was one Tory MP I won't name them <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're not in my constituency anyway so they won't <laughs> okay <laughs> so we'll move on from that um, dispute there Blair to a lighter side of things um, you obviously really like music and that comes across quite clear. What would you say are your top three music choices for use in vlogs or in the lessons that you teach? Oh, oh. Do you mean like ideas for teaching or just music? Yeah, so just like <laughs> music that you think works really, really well or you think that actually it just maybe tells a story or just adds to the kind of atmosphere of a video or... Or something you use when you're you're teaching in a lesson or in a vlog. Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, with my vlogs, like there's tons and tons of music there. But I, I went for something which sounds a bit kind of um, a bit quirky and a little bit silly because it, yeah, I don't ever take myself too seriously. <laughs> um, even even in my most heated, throwing <laughs> a bit of, but it could just be me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I thought the music for my vlog, something just light-hearted and that, you know, nothing too imposing or serious. There's there's a lot of videos out there with, like, really dramatic, like, the gladiator theme. <laughs> and, you know, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be too much for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, in the classroom, what do I like? Um, you know what? At Christmas time this year, so a good tip, I think, mm-hmm. I think this is really good. So Christmas time, every year we play, you know, like, the Christmas music when the kids are doing their Christmas cards or whatever they're doing. And you kind of get a bit, oh, and the kids as well by P7 are a bit like, oh. So I went and looked at swing Christmas music. And it's just oh, like wow. New York swing bands and things, you know, doing all your Christmas classics. Yeah, yeah. But just gave it a different feel. And the kids were all like, like we love this. This is great. <laughs> I'm loving it too. So, nice. Yeah, that was just a random one, but that worked well. <laughs> cool. So just mixing it up a bit. I like that. And you know. Yeah. And, yeah. I was just saying, sorry, but like, you're clearly very musical yourself. Like, I, I, I saw a picture of you, another part of you revealing bits about your life that you used to be a DJ. How amazing is that? Uh, so, 
<laughs> like you, you and your you post videos about uh, music notation, and you've clearly got a really good understanding of music. You you play a mi- instrument as well, is that right? Did you, did you play? Yeah, guitar? I, I, yeah you know what? I owe this all to my sister. I owe all of it. I get what well, I, I mean. I guess it was my mum and dad for putting up with all the horrible wrong notes I played growing up. But my <laughs> sister uh, had the real passion for music from a young age. And I remember there's a video of us. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I think I'm like three, and she's playing Phantom of the Opera on a Casio keyboard. Wow. And I've got like this xylophone, this wooden xylophone, and one drum. <laughs> and like, they're playing along in time, and she keeps looking at me and saying, now. And I'm like, right, now. <laughs> I, and it was just there. My sister used to get me to write songs and everything with her and her friends and all that, and being the, like, they're, they're, oh, it was the Spice Girls, the thing when they just came out, and it's, it was funny, like, we've got home videos where there's, like, four girls and then me, I was on Sporty Spice, so <laughs> <laughs> I was dragged into, like, five years old, um, but yeah, no, i very lucky, so I play violin, piano, guitar, drums, and yeah, I've DJed for, oh, since I was about 16, wow. I was, you know what, it, it, there's one thing I was good at, of all my instruments, it was DJing, I played lots of clubs and stuff, and I love it. I still do, it's funny. I still do like um, mates rates for friends who need me to do things like fashion shows or, or after parties and that. I, but the one I love doing most is we have two school discos every year. <laughs> and I absolutely love doing the school discos cool. because I think they expect to turn up and there's a CD player. Yeah. But I like bring the lights and the amp and the amazing <laughs> scratching and everything. And they're like, oh, wow. And I love it so much. It's so much scratching fun. on Baby Shark versus the Macarena. <laughs> well, do, do you know what? I, um, I went to it once and then we've got, we do it like a P1 to P7 disco. So yeah. like, I think it's about 150 kids in the hall. And uh, yeah, I was doing kind of like, you know, the, the things like the Pocahontas and, yeah. and, and this sort of stuff. And the kids just weren't like feeling it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, genuinely, in all my like, DJ things on my laptop, I'm scrolling down and I've got big tunes. And tune is spelled C-H-U-N-E-S. Nice. <laughs> so, so I was like, right, let's put, on, let's put on the Calvin Harris and the Don Diablo and all that. And blast it. And it, that was it. And I had all of them just in the palm of my hand. And so every, every disco now, that people know that they're coming to, not a school disco, they're coming to a rave. We get the glow stick. So... <laughs> But they love it. The parents love it too, as well. All the parents' dance is great. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, Blair. Listen, we could we could talk to you all night, Blair. I wanna I wanna finish with my, a last question of the evening, uh, and I suppose there's so many other things we could chat to you about because you you do so much and you're clearly passionate and you live and breathe all this. Um, what is there anything that you wanted to talk to us? Like, what do you wish we'd ask you at this point? Oh. Um, this is the pupil choice. You know what? Um, <laughs> Portion. I, I, I wish I'd worn a hat to football training earlier. That one does really hurt my ears. <laughs> is there anything? No, I always feel. I always feel when people start talking about my practice, I just get a bit embarrassed and all that. I, I find it very humbling that people want to hear from me. And then, um, I guess, it, I, if anything, one thing I'd like to put across is I, I follow so many students and MQTs and stuff um, because, you know, obviously experienced practitioners are amazing and, you know, you can tap them for advice and things. But I have to say, you know, the people coming up in teaching, they have so many great ideas. And, and I always think as well, like uni, that is when I did most of my reading, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I try to do it, but they've got the current research, like right there in the palm of their hand, a lot of them. And, um, and so it, 
I, I know it sounds like cliche and all that, but I, I, I genuinely do value people's voice. You know, the, the, the inexperience just as much as the experience. And then, and I guess I, 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 didn't, I think a lot of teachers feel that way as well, but just to encourage people, you know, not to follow or count and all that sort of stuff. Doesn't mean doesn't mean much really. Um, it's about what what people are saying about their did. Excellent, Brett. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and we hope that you continue to share your wonderful practice through vlogging. We hope that you continue to engage and encourage debate and just get people talking because you're brilliant at it. So well done to you and great work. So the last feature of the podcast is We Recommend. Jace has something that he would love to recommend for us all this evening. Yeah, and actually it was something I came across while searching for um, some inspiration actually at work. Um, I'm organising a professional learning conference at the moment, so I'm looking for outside people from my school to come in and contribute to professional learning as part of a conference on the day. Um, and Jude, you're coming along to I'm support us. So very excited about. Looking forward to that, and maybe have a chat about how we can maybe have a bit of a, maybe we could record some things. I don't know. We'll come back to that, but that'd be quite exciting. We're actually. Ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I think the bit. live tweeting coverage will be me saying <laughs> yeah. I'm at the event, <laughs> and that'll be us done. <laughs> we do need a team of people, don't we? <laughs> we do. Where is this team? Um, no, so I was looking around and I came across, um, or a colleague recommended actually, cultofpedagogy.com. Mm. Um, and it's a really, really good uh, resource. I don't know if you've seen it at all, Jude. I have, yeah. She, I, I, I follow her on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. She's got a podcast, but tell, tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so basically she's got a blog, so she blogs about various things, um, about thinking, going a wee bit deeper in your practice, Um so there's a lot more detail in the blog and it's quite a good read as well and it's easy to read which is what I quite like um, there's also the podcast so generally it's probably easier to listen to something sometimes especially if you're in the car like maybe you are now listening to us um, and also has a number of videos as well and you can also buy some stuff from her as well that kind of supports learning and teaching but it's a really really good um, resource that I would totally um, recommend you have a look at. So some, I quite like some of the key videos she has on classroom management and also um, instruction. Um, so there's some key resources in there that I would totally recommend you have a look at. And they're just short video clips, just really easy to see. You pick them up and you can have a quick look at them. You know, nothing long. I think Blair mentioned that earlier. No one has time to sit down and and watch an hour long video. Yeah. People can cope with two, three minutes. Bite sized sort of catalysts yeah. of thought, which Definitely. is interesting, isn't it? And where where do we find the website? So it is um cultofpedagogy.com and you can have a wee browse on there. Excellent. I wonder if I could also recommend something. Go for it. And it's something that we've recommended before and um the pocket app. Do you know oh yeah, I love the Pocket app. And I, I think it's excellent and I'm, I'm finding that I'm using it an awful lot at the moment. Just if I'm finding something that's that's really interesting, I'll, I'll save it on Pocket. But the feature that I'm wanting to talk about a bit more, you mentioned there about it's sometimes easier to listen to things. Um, there's just a great feature on it that if you've saved an article now from 
from pocket into into your pocket account and um, you'll notice that most of them if it's just a text file that you've saved from the internet you know so if it's a mm-hmm. blog post yep. or if it's a maybe a slightly longer news article or something there's a pair of headphones up in the top left hand corner oh, wow. and it reads it out to you now my immediate thought was that it was going to be a sort of really computer generated yeah. voice that was really obvious sure it's actually very good and really easy to listen to so you would just let's hear it then select uh, uh an article um let me pick one that's actually going to work Let's see if it, I've now just picked two PDFs because <laughs> I, I love a PDF. <laughs> Let's see, here's one here. Um, let's see, we can edit. Epistemology and learning impact on pedagogical practices and technology used in Singapore schools. <laughs> Epistemology, there you go. <laughs> it is a wonderful But it's, it's a really good feature, actually, yeah. really useful. Really I like good. it. So um, check that out. See if it makes it easier for you to be able to digest some content because it's certainly made it easier for me to be able to listen in the car on the way to work. Uh, I'm finding that listening to a podcast, I've got like a 20 minute commute and mm-hmm. actually I can listen to a couple of articles and queue them up, whereas a, a whole podcast sometimes takes an awful long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so great stuff. I like that. Thanks, Stu. Two recommendations for the price of one there. There you are. We're not good to you. <laughs> So that's us at the end of this episode and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have enjoyed creating it. Um, remember you can follow us on Twitter at edubleather and check out our website at edubleather.wordpress.com. <laughs>